Welcome to Oncopharma. I'm your host, John Bazaar. I am a professor of pharmacy practice here at the sporting sponsor of Oncopharma, the Bill Gatton College of Pharmacy. This week, we're going to talk about uh, kind of an amateur hour uh, of bad ads. You know, we're used to seeing advertisements from the pharmaceutical uh, industry uh, on TV, uh, as I guess where I see them uh, mostly, or maybe on YouTube if you're if you're there. Um, uh, but uh, yesterday, I guess it was, the FDA sent uh, a, what they call an untitled letter, which is very lazy, and to uh, to Amgen uh, complaining, uh, accusing them, rather, of misbranding. Uh, misbranding is a very uh, specific uh, legal term uh, for when um, a company uh, basically says something about their drug that is not the case or is misleading. So in this case, they're saying, uh, quote, prescription drug advertisements are lab- and labeling, like pr- promotional communications, misbrand a drug if they are false or misleading with respect to benefits. Uh, this particular ad uh, is for Nulasta Onpro. This is the Pegfilgrastum on-body injector, or OBI, which is what I'll use for the rest of the podcast. I'll try to call it OBI. And it is a, uh, a digital ad, and if you go to certain websites, uh, you'll see these, um, uh, it's a frame kind of on the side maybe or at the top and it'll scroll, uh, you know, from, from top to bottom. Uh, it's a bit of a scroll. It's this type of an ad. It's a targeted digital ad, all right? Um, and this is, uh, you know, they, they cite the, the Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act, um, you know, Code 21, whatever. They go in all the legal definitions here. All right, so here, is, uh, here are the misbranding claims by, by FDA. And we'll go through this because I think this is useful uh, for those of us um, who are advocating for evidence-based use of medications. Um, Folks out there um, sometimes get drug information uh, from from advertisements and and sometimes will miss some of the the ways that these can be made uh, misleading in promotional materials. All right, so quote, in a real-world study of nearly 11,000 patients, Pegfilgrastin PFS, that's the pre-filled syringe. So that's uh, before we had the on-body injector. That was the only way you had Pegfilgrastin. There are, I think, three biosimilar versions of this out there. Uh, so the pre-filled syringe resulted in a significantly higher risk of febrile neutropenia versus Onpro, the on-body injector. And that was the first frame, right? And that's in large font, okay? And then they, they say how they define febrile neutropenia. Um, there is, uh, with the pre-filled syringe, febrile be increased, uh, incidence increased by 31% versus Onpro. Now, they, they also say across all cycles of chemo, the incidence of febrile neutropenia associated with the pre-filled syringe was 1.7% versus 1.3%. So they give you the 31%, which is a relative risk, not the absolute risk, which is 0.4%, which is quite small. And they do cite this, right? Uh, and they, they, there's a little superscript one there. And if you go to the end of the, the ad, um, and this is in smaller print, the one is data on file. <sighs> All right? Try, try to submit a, you know, a paper to JCO and put data on file, right? They're not going to publish that, right? So, um, you know, we don't, you can't go and independently verify this, all right? So the FDA apparently reached out and said, give us this data on file. And when they saw this data on file, they, they said, there was, there were some problems with this. Now the, now the ad does say in a, in a later frame, right? So you got to keep scrolling until you get to this in a smaller font that there are some limitations to this real world study. It's a retrospective analysis that did not control for any variables. 
so what that means is, um, you know, we, we don't really know, <laughs> uh, and there was no effort made to um, make sure that it's retrospective. So you can't control for it, but you could do a case control study. You could do propensity scoring to make sure that there is equivalent risk of febrile neutropenia, or approximately, in the pre-filled syringe arm or the on-body injector arm. So for example, the higher risk of neutropenic fever observed in this study, and they got these patients from a database, and the FDA also uh, you know, kind of dings them for, for a, an untested algorithm to, to find these patients. Um, it was the Market Scan Commercial Claims and Encounters Medicare Supplement and Coordination of Benefits Database. Okay? Uh, they do have that in the advertisement uh, or promotional material. Okay, so if you don't adjust for the risk of febrile neutropenia, it's, you, the results really are meaningless. I mean, it could be that the people at centers who give a lot of HIDAC, they, they use the pre-filled syringe because biosimilar pegfulgrastim is cheaper, maybe, than the on-body injector for them. And it may be that, that breast cancer physicians who treat a lot of breast cancer patients favor the on-body injector so the patients don't have to come back. Whereas, you know, for high-dac patients, they're used to come back to the clinic for blood or platelets or, or lab, things like that. Uh, so it could just all be explained by uh, differences in, um, you know, in the patient population, each group. Um, and by the way, 1.7 versus 1.3%, you know, I, I call that 1.5%. Uh, it's not clinically meaningful difference, in my opinion. All right, so um, you know the FDA was a little little hot and bothered by this, and I think appropriately so. Um, you know, even and they actually say even though you put the the real world limitation on there, they are in a smaller font and is misleading. Now, how did FDA find out about this? Well, they received uh, complaints um, from the FDA bad ad program, which actually is, is very well named, and, and they put some thought into that, unlike the title of Untitled Letter. So the bad ad program is uh, a way to submit either in writing or via email uh, ads that you think are bad and are misbranded and present misleading claims of, of drugs. Uh, now, I had never heard of this, and if this company had never, you know, tried to, to you know, to... to um, well, what does the FDA say? Why did they do this? They actually say uh, that healthcare providers could conclude that a biosimilar Pegfulgrastim product delivered via pre-filled syringe is not as effective as Amgen's OBI product. So the FDA is is, is saying, um, you know, people, you know, might inappropriately think we need to use your on-body injector instead of the biosimilar Pegfulgrastim based on this um, this marketing practice, which is a little misleading based on the data it's based off of. Now, if they hadn't done that, I never would have known that there was a bad ad program. Uh, and now we're going to teach this in school. I've already been talking to folks here. We're going to teach the bad ad program, and we're going to have our students you know, looking for bad ads and submitting this, so we'll find more bad ads, and this is why we're talking about it, so that we can cut down on maybe misleading claims placed um, specifically with, with, uh, with oncology. So uh, I know somebody else on Twitter talked about why they're going after Pegfulgrastim, you know, not a drug that that is is harmful. Is talking about one version of Pegfulgrastim versus another. You know, and then Pegfulgrastim is a great drug. Love the drug Pegfulgrastim. Can't get enough of the Pegfulgrastim, right? Um, but this is kind of like the Streisand effect, where uh, when Barbara Streisand talks about something, it elevates it 
to where something we didn't know about before. Now everyone's talking about this. So if they hadn't done this, I would have known about that, about the bad ad program. Uh, we would not have gone on to talk about it in, in the curriculum. And and now some of you maybe learn about the bad ad program uh, as well. And and maybe you'll you'll see some misleading ads and submit those to FTA uh, for review. Uh, and I tweeted that out uh, at FarmDeatNip on Twitter, uh, the bad ad program, what it what it looks like, and I'll, I'll also put that out on Instagram. Uh, so that's this week's pod uh, about the bad ads. Um, thank you for listening. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at FarmDeatNip and follow the podcast on both Twitter and Instagram at OncoFarmPod. And until I talk to you again, remember, doses matter. Thank you.